Okay. <laughs> Welcome everybody to the Anxiously Engaged podcast. Um, if this is your first time joining us, um, I'm Rachel Curfew. I'm a certified strategic intervention coach, but I specialize in anxiety. I know, kind of weird, right? Who specializes in anxiety? But I love it. My favorite thing, except for watching women be anxiously engaged in their life. That is like the most amazing and beautiful thing to be able to sit back and witness is watching a woman go from living in fears or doubts or uncertainty and living in those darker colors of the rainbow and then being able to step out into the brighter ones and be anxiously engaged in their own life. That's the best cause there is because when a woman is anxiously engaged in her own life and she fills up and starts to really shine, then she helps other women do the same. And that is, I'm good, I got goosebumps just talking about it. That is the most beautiful and empowering thing I think there is. It is so beautiful. And so if you're not sure what anxiously engaged means, for me, what that means is excited. Anxiously for me means being excited, being passionate, being open to something, something new or something, something that you dream of. Anxious, a lot of people think, well, that's kind of a heavy, dark word. I don't want to feel anxious. But did you know that anxiety symptoms, physical anxiety symptoms, and the feelings of excitement are almost exactly the same in your body? Isn't that cool? Those physical symptoms are almost exactly the same. So sometimes we might be thinking, I feel anxious, but actually we're excited. It's our body saying, yeah, my heart's pattering and I'm breathing faster because I'm actually excited to do something. And that's what I want you to feel in your life. I want you to have something that you are anxiously engaged about. And the engaged part means taking the action doing it, not just thinking of it and dreaming of it or wishing it. It means taking those steps, even if they're two millimeters in size, you take an action step every single day. So I just want you guys to know today, I have my friend Carolyn Morris here. She is the perfect example of someone who is so anxiously engaged in her life. She is just killing it in the anxiously engaged department. Now, she might call it something different. Maybe she has a different word. I don't know. She's going to tell us all about it. But Carolyn, welcome to our podcast today. I am so excited to have you here. Rachel, thank you so much for having me. What a delight to be here with you and to be with your audience. I am so jazzed about like all of the things going on in our lives. We've got some really rock and roll stuff to do. It's, it's amazing. I love this. Yes. Perfect. I love that. And you guys that are listening, you can hear her excitement and energy already. And this isn't just something she's putting on for the podcast. Like I've spent time with her. This woman, this is how she truly is. This is how she shows up every day. And it's, it's contagious. I love it. It's so contagious. And I, I've caught her excitement energy. And I hope you guys catch a little bit of it today too. So I have a question for you, Miss Carolyn. Um, like I said a minute ago, you probably don't think of it as being anxiously engaged, but what is it that like 
keeps you excited and happy and going and taking those action steps every day? Like, what is it for you that just, I don't know what the word is, just gets you anxiously engaged? Yeah, something that really lights my fire is people. I love people so, so much. And something that I have realized throughout my experiences through, you know, high school and college and professional spheres that so many people are lacking confidence. And I had no idea that people are walking around thinking, gosh, I'm not a good person or gosh, I'm terrible at this. And it's like, you, you're awesome. Last time I checked, you're a human. You're trying to do good things. You like, like what? Like give yourself some kudos for trying and showing up. Like how often do we focus on the negative and we totally negate the positive? I'm a firm believer in the 80-20 rule of I'm going to celebrate at least 80% of my life, at least 80%. And you know what? The other 20%, yeah, you bet your bottom dollar that I scraped my face against the brick wall and it was a terrible experience, but you know what? I tried. And so often people are like, you know, good luck. And I'm like, I'm not, no, no good luck. No good luck. I'm going to go create my luck. I'm going to go create my opportunities because we cannot sit back and wait for opportunities to come to us. Sometimes we have to go create it and go create like a cliff to jump off of metaphorically of, well, shoot, I feel stagnant. How am I going to jump off this cliff of opportunity? And sometimes you got to go create the cliff yourself. And it's a wild ride. I love that because I see that with the ladies I work with who have anxiety is they struggle having good confidence and that it, when that anxiety alarm is going off, it makes it even harder to be confident. And then they sit back in those shadows and they're like, when somebody comes and help me, then I'll be happy. Or when I find the perfect prescription for my anxiety or when I, you know, whatever those things are, and then I'll be happy. But that doesn't, that plan doesn't work. That plan doesn't work because you sit around putting your happiness in somebody else's hands. So I love you're like, you gotta get up and create that. Like you gotta be anxiously engaged and you've gotta take those action steps. I love that. And I absolutely love what you said about celebrate 80% of your life. How much better would the world be if every woman woke up today and said, 80% is gonna be amazing. 80% I'm gonna celebrate. 80% is a gift. It doesn't have to be perfect. Like we think that we have, we can only celebrate when it's a perfect execution. Are you outside your mind? No, I guarantee you that probably 95% of my execution is going to be a, a huge miss. And you know what? I'm so grateful that I tried. I'm so grateful that I got outside my comfort zone and I am doing the best I can with the resources I have. And those resources fluctuate mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually, socially, financially. We are in a constant state of flux. And so I always ask myself every single day at the end of the day, did I do the best I could with the resources I had today? And sometimes it's going to be a no. It's like, well, you know what, Carolyn Gale, that was a good learning day. Good learning day. Tomorrow, let's step it up. And there you go. Like, it's okay to not be perfect in every capacity. And it's not realistic to think that we can be. That's why we're here with so many other people is because, you know what? Honestly, I'm terrible at math. I'm going to just say it straight up. Terrible at math. But my youngest brother, phenomenal. I'm like, okay, I'll teach you some social skills. You teach me some math and we'll be the yin and the yang. So like, it's okay to not have 
everything. It's okay not to be everything because so often as women, we want to do it all and be it all. But what in the world does that even mean? Because sometimes we don't even know what target we're going towards. We don't even realize doing it all and being it all is somebody else's dream projected onto us. Like, what do we want? What do I want? Like, Rachel, what do you want? And what does Carolyn want? And, you know, what does Sally want? Like, figure out what your dreams are and go after them. An imperfect execution is better than a perfect plan that's never executed. Every time. Every time. Yep. Go for it. Like, go for it. Like, what is the worst that can happen? You try and you didn't succeed the first time. Well, you know how not to do it next time. So rock and roll, sister. Rock and roll. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. But so many women are caught up in the, but what if I fail? But what if I do it wrong? What if I'm judged? What if I, what if it is, you know, imperfect or, or whatever? They're so caught up that they don't take those little action steps. Did you have like a dream growing up? Like, did you know what you wanted to do? And have you always been like this massive action go-getter? Or did you have the hiccup of, you know, fear or insecurity along the line too? I think that, I mean, originally I wanted to be a brain surgeon and chemistry in high school ruined that dream for me. I was terrible at chemistry. I was like, no chance am I going to go through, you know, seven, eight years of med school plus, you know, all of these other things. And I was super hardcore about it too. Before I took chemistry, I reached out to these female surgeons and said, I really want to do this. And they would say, I had like this huge three ring binder of like, Carolyn, you're going to do great. And I was like, oh, these ladies are so nice. And then chemistry was like, absolutely not, not doing that. <laughs> not doing it. I'm out. So it was one of those things of like, it's okay to pivot shift. It's okay to change our, our sales to go in a different direction. And as long as we're, we're confident in who we are at our core, that's going to be the game changer. That's going to be the, the crucible to your success, to our success. And growing up, I was always overweight, always overweight. I weighed, um, in first grade, I weighed 99 pounds. And so I was a large little love muffin. And for whatever reason, I could just walk into a room and I could talk to anybody. It didn't matter who they were. It didn't matter if they were quote unquote, the popular kids or not. I just loved people. And I loved myself regardless of my silhouette. And then years later, I was like, you know what? I really want to get healthy. And so, you know, you try all the diets, you try all these things and it just wasn't working. And I was like, that's it. I'm getting weight loss surgery because I want to go and enjoy hiking. I want to go enjoy traveling. I want to do all these things. And my purpose of getting weight loss surgery was my health. It was not my silhouette. I didn't struggle with confidence. I didn't struggle with, um, you know, making social connections. It was purely about my health. And so I realized that as I was like transitioning in my silhouette, my confidence remained the exact same. It was never rooted in my silhouette. It was never rooted in my appearance. Like I think, I thought I was awesome a hundred pounds ago. And you know, I still think I'm awesome, a hundred pounds lighter. And it's never, if we can figure out how to validate ourselves at our core, that's going to be the transition of really deep rooted self-confidence. It's not going to be based off of someone recognized that I was having a great hair day, or it wasn't based off of someone recognized that I have a great new outfit. They're rec- like, if we can recognize who we are at our core, 
if we can say, you know what, Carolyn, you're a really good person. Rachel, you have a great story to share. Like, and how are we going to step into that? What does that look like? Because as we continue to open these different doors of opportunity, it is our choice to walk through them. They can be presented to us and we can knock on the door of opportunity. And at the end of the day, it's always going to be our choice to walk through it. And what are we going to do with that? And how does that look? And how does that feel? And so as we figure out who we're becoming and who we want to become, it's going to be like this huge celebration along the way. Like, am I going to be perfect in who I'm becoming? Absolutely not. No chance. No chance. But I will enjoy the bumps and the bruises. And I'll be like, Rachel, we need to, we need to crack a cold Diet Coke, sister, because today was a rough day. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. What do you tell these women, though, that you work with or come in contact with that don't know how to do that, that didn't grow up with, like, super awesome people connecting skills and who don't believe at their core that they are valued or worthy. And so they struggle with confidence. Like do you, like, what do you tell these women? Yeah, I think it's important to understand where do you receive your validation? If you were receiving your validation externally and that's the sole primary resource for you, that's a big problem. That's a big red flag because if I'm looking for validation from Hollywood or I'm looking for validation from, you know, my neighbor, whomever that may be, it's going to change all the time. It's going to change what they say about you. And if you're rooted in somebody else's opinion of you, that is going to shred your confidence because their opinion could change. And at the end of the day, your core will not change unless if you conscientiously choose to make it change to choose to evolve that and what that looks like. So if we change that narrative of, oh, you know what? My neighbor needs to validate that my garden looks great or that whatever that may be, we need to go, our minds are so powerful. And if we're willing to go in and go weeding of those narratives that no longer serve us of, you know what? I'm not pretty or I'm not smart or I'm not, you know, an active member in, in my community, whatever that is, those narratives don't serve you. So get those out. Like you, it's, and it's not going to be a one hit wonder. Like it's going to take conscientious, consistent effort in getting those weeds out. Who are, who in the world has the right to tell you that you are not stunning in every capacity? Who has the right to say that? Absolutely nobody. Absolutely nobody. Are you willing to be the gatekeeper of your self-confidence? If you're not willing to be the gatekeeper of your self-confidence, then, then you're flopping over, sister. Like, get up, get up and let's go. This is your self-confidence. This is your worth. And for me personally, like, I am a firm believer in connecting with myself and also connecting with God. I believe in God. I believe in a higher power. So whatever that looks like for you, figure out how God feels about you or your higher power, whatever word you want to use for that, whatever term resonates with you, figure out how God feels about you. Because I can guarantee you that he has nothing but phenomenal things to say about you. Absolutely nothing but phenomenal. Do we have things to work on? Yeah, 100%. Totally. That doesn't mean that you have any less value. That doesn't mean that you have any less purpose or worth in his eyes because you have things to work on. In fact, he thinks you're stunning. He thinks you're divine because you are his. 
And how are we going to really resonate that with ourselves? Do we believe that? I totally believe that. I totally believe that. Like, yeah, I am a divine being in the works. And the, the thing is, is like, it's in the works. So that divine DNA that we have, we need to honor that. And am I going to be perfect? No. <laughs> but am I going to put forth a lot of effort and perfect effort for that day with the resources I have? I'm sure going to try. And you know what? God loves effort. And why can't we celebrate that effort together? You know? What are your thoughts, Rachel? Tell me, tell me a little bit about your thoughts. I love it. I love that you use the phrase divine DNA. I use that all the time too. And I think women especially forget that that they are directly connected to part of the most amazing creator on the, in the universe. And if he's the most amazing creator and we have a piece of that inside of us, we should be able to create anything, including confidence, including happiness or action steps towards our dreams or whatever it is. I absolutely love that you said that. And I love that you talk about being the gatekeeper because I think that takes, helps us, ah, tongue tied. I think it helps us remember, especially those that are like anxious or afraid that they have power over this. They are empowered to open up that gate or to keep it closed. They're standing there at the gate. They get to choose. And I think sometimes we get caught up in victim role. I've been hurt. I've been through a trauma. I, I, whatever it is. And we forget that we have more power and more creation opportunities than we can even, even believe. Like we don't even understand how great that connection to God is. And what, when we do open the gate, what's really there. Really. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, in the Bible, it talks about how faith without works is dead. If you substitute any word, it works. I mean, charity without works is dead. Self-confidence without works is dead. Kindness without works is dead. If we are not intentional with our works, we are ultimately dead is what it comes down to. We are, we're a freaking lackey and we're just going to go by the, by the winds and the waves of the sea of like, you know what? No, I'm going to change my sails. I am going to work. And this is what we're here to do. We're here to work and we're working on, on ourselves and we're working on creating opportunities and we're working on our confidence and we're working on how to be anxiously engaged and in whatever cause that may be. It, we don't need to be anxiously engaged in every cause. It is what do I firmly believe in and what do I want? What do I need? Who do I want to become? And those things can be our pillars. Those things can be our, our gatekeepers of, okay, I want to build more self-confidence and this is how I'm going to do it. I'm going to weed out those narratives that no longer serve me. And some people are like, well, my mom's, my mom has said this my entire life. I, I appreciate that your mom has had a really profound impact on your life in other capacities. This, this no longer serves you. So why are you keeping it? Why are you not setting up boundaries that are healthy? Boundaries are healthy. And if we cannot figure out how to say, you know what, mom, that that's no longer appropriate. I am, no longer accepting that type of narrative in my life. And so moving forward, I don't want to hear that. Boom. Like yeah. you have to like, you have to be the gatekeeper. If that's no longer serving you, get it out. Like you are the gatekeeper. You own your, you own that mindset. And if we cannot own that mindset, everybody else is going to try and they'll succeed. If you're not, if we're not intentional with it. Wow. I got goosebumps. <laughs> 
I'm just like, I'm just so passionate about this. Like own your mindset, own your confidence, own who you're becoming. It is yours to own. Your divine DNA is yours to own and to continue to create. So I love getting a little passionate over here, Rachel. <laughs> like, I know. I love it. That's what I love about you. So what do you tell, now see, I'm going to go back. I'm kind of circling back around because the women I tend to work with, they're going to go, but right here, there's this big, but yeah, I want to be excited. Yeah. I want to be the gatekeeper. Yeah. I want to, you know, um, be confident and own my mindset. And I want, I want, and I, yeah, I, I get it. I, I get it. But there's always going to be a, but, and it's always going to be a fear-based something they're anxious about something they're afraid of. They're afraid of even the uncertainty of having something good and better. Like that even could be scary for them. Like, what if I live a life that's happy and I'm confident and doing my dreams and living out how, I, you know, whatever. So what do you say to those who want to throw in the big butts right now? Like, yes, I'm excited. I feel Carolyn's energy. I, I want that too. But what do you say? Butts are, <laughs> yeah, there are, there are plenty of what ifs. There are plenty of butts. There are plenty of excuses. At the end of the day, it is, it's your choice. It is literally your choice. Like, I want to do this. Well, if you want to do it, why aren't we doing it? There's never going to be another time where we're going to have that same experience. And so just own it. It is okay to own our experiences and it's okay to say, I'm scared. I'm, I'm a little intimidated or whatever that may be. If we can name it, we can tame it. So calling out those different feelings that we have of like, okay, I do feel scared. Why do I feel scared? And list it out. It's okay to say I'm scared or I'm afraid or I, I'm intimidated. Great. You've named it now tame it and move forward because if we can name it, we can tame it and we can push through those barriers that we're creating in our minds or that may be actually real. We may have like some financial hiccups of like, oh gosh, I really want to do this, but financially it's just not in the cards right now. Great. How will you make it be in the cards in the future? And what does that look like? So taking that ownership is going to be critical. It's, it's okay to be scared. It's okay to be intimidated. It's okay to not know everything. In fact, that's healthy. That's why we're all here. That's why we're all figuring it out together and allowing people to see that. It's like, you know what, Rachel, this is, this is a hard time right now. And this is why, and we can be like, yep, that's going to, that's going to be a terrible experience, but we're going to get through it together and let people be in the weeds with you. Let people be in the trenches with you. Let, let it be. It's okay. That's why we, that's why we're anxiously engaged together. Is that it's going to be so much more fun to have we victories than I victories. I want to have a great party at the end of my life where it's like, guys, high fives all around. We did it. Did you see what we did together? That was awesome. Yeah, I love that. I absolutely love that. I think, and when you were um, talking about being in the weeds and the trenches, I think we forget that we're, that we're, I think we think that we're in the trenches alone. But if we really just part the weeds just a little bit and peek through, everybody's in a trench or digging through weeds or like we're all, we're all have something and it's way easier to do it together. Absolutely. And I have to tell you, in all the years that I've been an anxiety coach, I have talked many times about like naming your fear, turning around, looking at it in, in the eyes, um, those types of things. But I have never heard the phrase, um, name it and tame it. 
And that is really cool because again, that's one more way, like at least with the way I took it is if I can turn around and look at it in the eyes and give it a name. First of all, right there, it takes away some of the power from the fear. Like now I'm back in power. But tanging it, that sounds fun to me. That kind of sounds exciting to me. That's kind of like, I'm going to choose how and where you show up and how you, that this fear acts and how it behaves. Like I'm training it, I'm taming it. And, and if I can do that, it's not scary. Like, right? It's not scary. Yeah. It's a totally different experience when we're taking ownership of that feeling. I'm like, okay, I feel scared in these types of situations. Okay, how, how, what am I going to do in order to use that to my advantage? Okay, well, I, you know, I get a little bit of adrenaline. I can do this. I can do that. Or I need to avoid these types of experiences because it just, I, I haven't learned how to tame it yet, but I need to practice. So how can I do that on a smaller scale and build those, those bricks of confidence and build those um, resiliency pillars in myself? And it's going to look different for everybody because not everybody has the same fears. Not everybody has the same life experiences and so you, we need to make sure that we can we can name it to tame it in our own unique ways and that's going to be that's part of the beauty of life we get to do that our way and that's that's great yeah and you use that magic word yet i haven't learned it or tamed it yet it, it doesn't mean that there's no progress or you can't have your dream it just means you're on a journey and it's all coming just it, it, it's not here yet so I love that. So powerful. So powerful. Yes, it, it will come. It will come with our intentions. It will come with our efforts. It will come with our works. Yes, it will come. It will come. Love it. So if you had one, you've shared, first of all, like nugget after nugget, I've had goosebumps through this whole um, conversation today. So thank you for that. But if you had like one piece of advice, like one action step that somebody could take today, who's someone who's struggling with that inner voice talking to that, that confident person that's within them, that they've forgotten that's deep in there, what would be that one action step that they could take today that would help them be just even a tiny bit, even two millimeters in size, anxiously engaged today? That's a great question. I am a firm believer in positive affirmations. And so I would encourage anybody who's wanting to increase their self-confidence or they're wanting to increase their engagement in some capacity to give yourself five positive affirmations that have nothing to do with your silhouette absolutely nothing to do with your appearance what are five affirmations that you can give yourself and look yourself in the mirror give yourself some love like really feel how awesome you are because you are divine design you are literally made by divine design. It's not an accident. It is not by an oops. You are here on purpose and God has a purpose for you. And so look yourself in the eye and say, gosh, I love that I look for the good in other people, or I appreciate that I'm willing to work on myself. I am grateful that I have a strong work ethic. Whatever those positive affirmations may be for you, give them to yourself and really look yourself in the eye. You are incredible. Like you have so much to give and so much to, to share with the world that needs you specifically. 
give yourself some love, friends. Give yourself some love and really mean it and feel it. And you know what? You might be sitting there thinking, I don't, I don't have anything that I could possibly say. The fact that you're even listening to this podcast shows that you are willing to learn and you're willing to engage and you're willing to up-level your skill set. That, that's a talent. Start with that. If you have nothing else to say, like I am anxiously engaged in improving myself. And that is absolutely in every way. That is so attractive. Start with that. Yeah, I love that. Are you the kind of person that's like, say it in the mirror or put it on a postcard so you read it every day? Like, how do you like to keep track of your affirmations and, and, and actually say them? I, I definitely am. I look myself in the eye and I'm like, woo, sister, we've got some work <laughs> yeah. to do. We've got some work to do. I see you're tired. I see you're a little exhausted. And you know what? I'm glad that you got up today. I'm glad that you're willing to still work. I'm glad that you're still willing to put forth some effort and, you know, and like give yourself like validate that, you know what? You may not be on your A game today. That's okay. That's okay. You're human. Embrace the humanness, embrace the mess and celebrate it. Like Carolyn, you know what? You might've had a rough night's sleep, but here we are. Here we are. And we're still going to rock and roll. We're still going to be kind to other people. You are going to be generous in your kindness you are going and like give yourself some action items to do too of like how am i going to be kind to someone today what does that look like just and the mirror is really powerful because they say that the eyes are the window to the soul and i really believe that because sometimes i look in there and i'm like wow you are killing it <laughs> and then other days yeah. it's like wow sister we've got some work to do we've got some work to do <laughs> <laughs> that's part of the journey that's part of becoming who you want to be and that's 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 okay that's, yeah. that's my ml what about you how do you do your affirmations you know a, a little bit like you i i like to do it when i'm in the bathroom getting ready in the morning because it's just a time when you're standing there looking in the mirror usually anyway and you have a few minutes to think i actually take whiteboard markers and write on my mirror I'll write like words or phrases or a little reminder of something I'm working on or something that I care about. And, and I literally write them so that they are literally on my face when I'm getting ready every day. And I literally see those words every day so that keeps me focused, keeps me grounded, keeps me moving forward. And that's a great ritual to have, a great routine to implement. And that's, and that's the thing, like we have to find what works for us because some people want it on their phones, you know, it can be like your screensaver of you're awesome. You're beautiful. You are a hard worker, whatever that affirmation is, put it where you can see it and feel it and practice it. It's a, it's a great journey to practice your affirmations every single day. Absolutely. I love that. I absolutely love that. So I have to just tell you because through this podcast today, I have had goosebumps again and again. I've mentioned that a couple of times, but it's really true. Like I still have them. Uh, somebody else I know who is listening to this, I know got goosebumps too. Something you said touched somebody that's listening. I know it. I know it with my whole heart. And I've never said that on a podcast before. Like I just know today's is different. So there may be somebody who is attracted just like I have been to your friendship, to your light, to your passion, to your energy. There may be somebody else who's feeling like, oh my gosh, I just want to take one step closer to her. I want to be in her light too. I want to feel her energy and her passion. So 
is there some way these ladies who are listening, um, maybe there's some gentlemen too, I don't know, but if somebody's listening who wants to connect with you, I know you do some speaking, I know you do some events, you've got some different channels where maybe people can connect with you. Is there some way that they can reach out to you? What would be best for that? Absolutely. I have an Instagram handle, Orange Soul Tribe. Also, I have a Facebook page, Orange Soul, or you're welcome to email me directly and we can have a conversation. I love people. So please reach out. I would love to connect with you. Uh, my email is carolyn, C-A-R-O-L-Y-N-N at myorangesoul.com. Or you're welcome to check out my website too and see what else is on there. It's myorangesoul.com and love to connect. I love people. People are my passion and that's what I love so much. And I would absolutely be happy to chat with you anytime. Perfect. So, and to you guys who are listening, I hope you just caught what she said, which is something that I think is really important here is she said, people are my passion. You guys don't have to have like fancy skills or tons of money to start a business or, um, this isn't complicated to be anxiously engaged, to be excited, to be passionate about something. It can be about being a mother. It can be about cooking dinners. It can be about um, getting healthy. It can be uh, be passionate about podcasts. I mean, whatever it is, it doesn't have to be something that requires tons of time or tons of energy. It's just whatever lights your heart on fire. And so I love that she's saying, you know, People are my passion because people create so much goodness in the world. And so we can connect, we can help each other, we can love one another, we can cheer each other on, help each other through those trenches. So I hope you're getting and have caught some of that contagious vibe that she has. There's been so many, um, like I said a minute ago, just amazing nuggets um, for you guys. I hope you go back and take some notes. There's been little gift after gift after gift through here of things you can do to start being anxiously engaged fired up, a light for yourself, and then a light to others throughout this, this whole conversation. So um, I hope you guys enjoyed it. Reach out to Carolyn. You can always reach out to me too as well if you have questions or are looking for someone to help cheer you on and support you. We're both passionate about helping people. And so we're both here to ready and willing to, um, to do that to serve you. In the meantime, everybody, I hope you have an anxiety-free and a gratitude-filled day. <laughs>